you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome into Good Morning Football. We're live in New York City. It's a Friday. Yeah. Friday, April yes. 14th. I'm Kimmy Checks alongside these two guys who you know, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, but at the breakfast table, it's Let's Cameron go. Love. Let's go. The sharpest dressed yes. guy this morning. We're like, okay, we didn't get notes to like look, look Friday, so fresh. The Friday uh Casual trip. Doesn't matter. We're yeah. glad. You got, you got a wolf pin on your lapel, and your name is Wolf. Mm. Kelly, that looks cool, man. Stay on brand, right? You look really good. I like it. Glad to have I you. I like it. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. We got a, a little color at the breakfast table this morning. Hey. Yeah, hey, burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the color <laughs> Jason was talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going there. Yeah. I didn't, right I didn't think of that when I sat down, but uh, I, let's, let's have a show. <laughs> let's do it. With that, should we get yes. to the lead block? All right, let's go. The newest Raven, Odell Beckham Jr., was introduced in Owings Mills yesterday alongside head coach John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta. Now, three folks very interested in keeping Lamar Jackson within the Ravens flock, but OBJ was given any guarantees that the former MVP would be there once the season starts? didn't get any assurances for anything you know life's uncertain um i think that you know the we don't we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow the next day uh, you know we only know what's happened in the past so to me it just was excited about the possibility of that you know my thoughts would be that he would be here we're hopeful still that we'll get a long-term deal done Um, he's the right player for this team to lead us to where we want to be I think the locker room knows that. The organization knows that. I think the fan base knows that. So it's ongoing. Um, but I can't think of a situation where we wouldn't think that our best team is with Lamar Jackson on the team in September. Mm. Mm. DaCosta also said he hasn't spoken with Lamar Jackson since OBJ's signing and that while it's been a long process, a lot of the time, the best things in life take a long sure. time. Mm-hmm. If we consider the Ravens adding OBJ a move to help Lamar Jackson, is the ball now in the Ravens' court or is it on Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yesterday we had a very colorful conversation where I'm like, I, I need a soundbite. I need yeah. a team yeah. to say something. Yeah. Yeah. We got the soundbite, sound but but now what? So I want to ask the table, who should make the next move? Is it Lamar? Is it the Ravens? Jason, I want to start with you. Yeah. And then I also, you know, I think I kind of know where you're going to go. So mm-hmm. I want you to go there and then I'm going to interrupt because I, I want to spin it because we've had so much of the same Lamar Jackson yeah. conversation. Right. We need to dig in and figure out like what's the precedent Let's been okay, with a yeah. similar situation. Please, please do. I, we're talking about whose ball in the court and, and who makes the next move. 
Who knows? I look at this situation, and obviously the Odell Beckham Jr. signing was big for Baltimore. From the outside looking in, we're like, all right, this is huge. This should entice Lamar to come back, and I don't see it that way. I think Lamar has put his foot in the ground. He's been trying to get something for over a year now from the Baltimore Ravens. It's no different. You're married, and you mess up, and you're trying to convince your wife to forgive you <laughs> and to move on, and you buy a gift, and you assume, hey, I'm coming home with some flowers. She's going to... No, that's not going to do it. And you're like, all right, maybe this is a jewelry situation. I'll come home with some earrings and no, it's not going to happen. It's just not, you can buy one thing and all right, we have Odell Beckham here now. That means Lamar is coming. No, it doesn't. I look at this as two totally separate entities. You have Lamar Jackson who's trying to get a certain contract from the Baltimore Ravens. What exactly is in that contract? We can assume, we can say it's a 230 plus million guaranteed. We can say it's even more weapons than just Odell Beckham, but we don't know. And then you have the signing of OBJ and you if you heard him yesterday, he wanted to be wanted and he felt like Baltimore wanted him there. They paid the money to get him there. He said he didn't have any assurances. I don't know what him and Lamar might have discussed in his time in Miami, down there hanging out. Yeah. But I look at this as the next move is going to be at some point Lamar Jackson comes in, he signs a franchise tender, he plays out this year for the Baltimore Ravens with Odell Beckham out there at wide receiver. At the end of the year, Odell, I mean, Lamar Jackson moves on. He's a free agent, and he leaves Baltimore. I think this could possibly be and will be his last year as a Baltimore Raven with him playing on that franchise tag. I do not see a long-term deal getting done. Okay, so with that being said, has there been a situation in recent mm -hmm. where there's been a, a quarterback kind of situation that, that mirrors this Lamar Jackson situation? Mm -hmm. If he goes and maybe does a one-year tender and then yeah. plays and then moves on, like what can we look to that's happened in the past and say, hey, this is kind of similar? Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins was similar for different reasons. I think where Kirk Cousins, when he was with Washington, they were trying to determine, all right, is he our franchise guy? Is he worth yeah. this long-term contract? Where with Lamar, is not that. Baltimore believes he's worth it, but they can't figure out what that number is. But with Kirk Cousins, it was, all right, we're just going to franchise him, let him play out. He plays one year on the franchise tag. That very next year, they franchise him again where he plays in Washington. And then after that next year, they don't work out a long-term deal. And he goes and signs a fully guaranteed deal yeah. with Minnesota. So Lamar possibly could be similar. Maybe he finished out, plays this year on the franchise, and Baltimore tags him again. But at that rate, you're paying him more and more money mm -hmm. just not to have a long-term deal. I don't know. That's, right. that's worth that when you look at what Washington has done since Kirk Cousins has left. Yeah, nothing. And they're in the news now for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, who should make the next move? It should be the Ravens. And I think you call Lamar this morning and you say, hello, mm -hmm. it's us. <laughs> Did you see that yesterday? Were you watching? We had the jersey with his name on it and everything and he's there and we talked about you. Can we do this thing? And Lamar's going to be like, no. And they're like, but we signed your friend. And Lamar's like, my friend is Benjamin Franklin. Do you understand that? I've been telling you that for two years. I don't care about friends. I don't care about... Odell, great guy. I'm trying to be friends with Benjamin Franklin. I'm trying to be best friends. And then they say, but hold on, Lamar, just hear us out. You know, the Bills went out and got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and, mm. and he took a big jump. And last year, did you see the Eagles in the Super Bowl? The mm. Eagles went out and got A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts, took a big jump. Even Kyler, even Kyler got DeAndre. He went to the playoffs. Right. We're going to get you a guy. And he's like, I want 
to be paid every dollar in the bank now. And also, guys, can I be honest with you? Those guys you just mentioned, they're not going to be 31 coming off two knee surgeries. They're not a celebrity wide receiver whose best football is likely behind them. Like, who do you think you're trying to kid here? I know ball. I don't need an agent to tell me to tell me football. Odell's a good guy, and he's exciting. He's very famous, and maybe he'll have a great next chapter of his career. But, like, that's not bringing in a young Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. It's not. So don't try to pull that over me. I, you, you talked about comparison a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. I've always said this is, this is parents buying mm-hmm. a toy for their kid, and it's an $18 million toy. But Lamar's not a kid. He's a grown professional who's not like, I know what you guys are doing. It's very nice and everything, but I want to be paid. I've told you this for two years, and they say, ah, but uh, uh, we don't want it. We can't pay you that. I don't, I don't think this ends it. I don't think that Odell is some sort of closer. Maybe not a toy camp. Maybe it is an olive branch. That's a much more a, a poetic way to put it. But still, he's going to take that and break it over his knee. I don't see it ending. I would hate if he signed the tender because he's sitting there saying, no one wants to trade for me now. No one wants to pay me what I want. You're telling me they're going to do it a year from now when I'm a year older and maybe injured mm. again? Why would I do that? Right. I'm dug in, baby. You can get me anybody you want. I, get me Benjamin Franklin, and then I'll put on my Ravens helmet. I love Benjamin Franklin. Free agent. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Flew a kite once. <laughs> uh, when you look at Lamar's situation, it's got to be on the Ravens. Uh, I'm a big, big crit fan. Mississippi guy, Mississippi okay. artist. Okay. One of my favorite big crit songs is called Prove It. Mm. He says, if you believe in me, prove it. And throughout this whole process, I just feel like the Ravens have not proved to Lamar that they truly believe in him. Mm-hmm. And so you sign Odell, $15 million guaranteed, up to $18 million. Talking to people throughout the league, they were shocked at how much money Odell got there. But you're not paying your quarterback? I know. Do you really believe in him? It's got to be on the Ravens. Yes, it's an olive branch. I like your comparison about the relationships there. It makes a lot of sense. But the main relationship that they need to have is between Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, and Lamar. And come to him and say, I know this has been messy. I know this has been difficult. But we believe in you. What is the middle number that will make it get done? And that's got to be on them. And so we've yet to see that happen. And I don't think this will get done until that happens. Hmm. I love I love how you're like uh, my, one of my favorite artists, Big Crit here. It's like, and then you say it like we're going to the pulpit. He's like, if you believe in me, then prove it. We're gonna go to church. Right. But you know, you guys have exhausted this conversation yeah. around Lamar oh, around Lamar Jackson. Uh, Cam and I are, you know, we're joking this word. It's like every single time you've opened the show is that Aaron Rodgers is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, you know, another kind of spin on, on this, if we can even make one up at this point, is. Obviously, the quarterback market has been reset, right, Mm -hmm. with these huge signings and these huge contracts. And Lamar Jackson can look at the market and say, hey, I'm better than X, Y, and Z, and you guys need to pay me as such. But do we think there's at all a conversation around teams, especially the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. beyond just the cap situation saying, we don't know if we want to pay this guy this much because, well, he actually hasn't really proven anything. Mm -hmm. When I was looking at tweets from the show yesterday and I'm saying, I want a team to go out there and give me that sexy soundbite and say Lamar Jackson's so great. Everyone's like, well, actually, how many playoff games has he won? Mm -hmm. How many times has he had a full season played without injury? And I think that's another part of the conversation that even though we know Lamar Jackson is so great, people and and I'm sure Eric DaCosta Mm -hmm. and Harbaugh Mm -hmm. understand if we pay him all this fully guaranteed money that he he, he would want, he has to prove it. I know, right? 
I think there has to be a strong take one way or the other, though. You can't be lukewarm on Lamar, and it feels too often that they're lukewarm. Like, we like him, but clearly not enough to give him the contract he desires. But not enough to give him away. Um, Yeah. Make another reference here. I'm a wire guy. There's a reference they make there where it's like nobody likes, you know, 40-degree days, right? It's 20-degree. You got 60-degrees. That's what we talk about when it's really warm, really cold. The Ravens feel like they're giving me a lot of 40 to 60 degree days where it's like, we like you, but. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I look at it. The market is the market. I was picking my kids up from school yesterday, hanging out on a playground. And a father, he's a big Giants fan. And he's just like, I'm like, well, what do you think of Daniel Jones? He's just like. It's a going rate. Like, you have to pay a quarterback unless you have somebody better. I look at Lamar Jackson, and we can say, oh, he hasn't done anything. Daniel Jones has struggled for a few years, goes in, plays really well last year. Yes, they win a playoff game, and he gets paid. You look at Kyler Murray in Arizona. He gets paid his money. So I, I don't look at this as something like, well, Lamar hasn't been to the AFC Championship game or have not, hasn't been to the Super Bowl. He hasn't yeah. done enough. But you look at quarterback after quarterback getting paid who hasn't reached that eclipse and hasn't done that and they're still giving him the money. So with mm. Lamar, he's an MVP, he's an electric player, and I don't really know who Baltimore is going to put in after Lamar that you're going to say, all right, we're set now, we're good, yeah. we've been able to recover, and we've been able to replace him. Mm. Listen, th- it might take forever, and as we learned from Big Crit's third studio album, forever is a mighty long time, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right? Exactly. I, I, you, I'm pissed that you went to the Big Crit because I was going to do that. Thank okay. goodness for these circles. I had to beat you. I knew that we were vibing you know, on the Big Crit. Who is no? Big Crit? <laughs> Yeah. Big Crit is uh, an MC. Who, yeah. uh, that's right. <laughs> We're going to teach the world the about Big Crit. And it's Crit with a K. Oh, yeah. you know, I like the song Ox Chord mm. off that third album. It's really good. Mm. Okay. MC. Okay. Go. Come on now. All right. I see you. That's gotta right. love Kyle I gotta Grant, baby. I, was I say, love you. Kyle, I love Kyle's it. bringing the color this Big morning Crit. as well. I love it. Okay. I like Lil Crit, too. <laughs> Enough about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Let's move on to the nation's capital. We got big news. And with the latest on the sale of the Washington Commanders, here's our very own Ian Rappaport. Thursday was a monumental day for the Washington Commanders and its fan base. Sources say that owner Dan Snyder's reached an agreement in principle with Josh Harris, the Devils and 76ers owner, for Josh Harris's group, which also includes Magic Johnson, by the way, to buy the Commanders for $6.05 billion. It would be the richest purchase price for any team in NFL history, eclipsing the most recent purchase of the Denver Broncos. And certainly it is something that Washington fans who have dealt with so much turmoil, so much losing on the field, so many legal issues, specifically involving Dan Snyder, all that is expected to be over. Now, this is not signed. And it is non-exclusive, so presumably someone could theoretically come in and up this bid and get in there, but that is not likely to happen, mainly because if someone's going to offer higher, they would have done it already. That means if all goes well, Josh Harris is, in fact, expected to be the new owner of the Commanders. The Commanders, by the way, did not comment on this, nor did Josh Harris, nor did the NFL. But look at the timing of things. It is possible, it is conceivable that by the May owners meeting in Minnesota, this could all be approved and finalized and Washington could finally, finally have a new owner. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Handoff for Barkley. Runs out of an arm tackle. Inside the 20. Piece to the 5. Touchdown, Giants! Saquon Barkley! Barkley still going across midfield. It's a foot race. What a run. Up the middle he goes again. Spins off a tackle. Barkley's still on his feet. Dashes off the right side. He's got a first down and more. A toss left for Barkley. Barkley to the left sideline to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Giants! Saquon Barkley on a 28-yard burst. It's time for a new segment we're calling Cash and Checks. Like Kyle Brand said, it's C-H-E-X. A little ode to me, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a statement, guys, and you will tell me if you either approve or deny it. Pretty simple, all right? Uh, So we're going to start with the man we just saw right there. It's Saquon Barkley. Yesterday, a divisional rival came to the defense of the star running back. Micah Parsons replied to a tweet saying that Saquon Barkley was quote-unquote wearing down. Then Parsons went off and wrote, I mean, yeah, that's what happens when you're the best player on your team. The scheme on Monday mornings is we can't let Saquon Barkley beat us. People just think we're out here playing for free, playing free for all. That man is that offense. Pay him. It's another uh, Penn Stater going up for his guy and say, nah, nah, that 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 guy deserves to be paid. So let's start with our very first statement. Oh, okay. cash and checks. Ooh, I got coins. Okay, okay, I'm cute. Wow, okay. let me take this in. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants should pay Saquon Barkley the money he deserves. Do we approve or do we deny? We cash in the check or not? Jason, what do you think? I feel like when it comes to the running back position, it's very easy to say deny. And I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to say approve. Saquon Barkley, you can go and cash that check. And I'm going to look at last season. And you look at when it comes to the running back position, the top five guys in all-purpose yards, when you look at where they were and who those guys were, right here, Josh Jacobs was one. Then you see Derrick Henry in the three in the middle, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. All of those guys are paid at the top of the running back market. The other two in Saquon and Josh Jacobs will be playing this upcoming season on a franchise tag because they're too good to let loose in free agency. But now you have organizations trying to figure out, all right, do we pay this running back position? I think it's so easy. We always just assume, hey, we saw Pacheco in the Super Bowl and he was able to get it done for Kansas City enough for them to win. But it was also a team with Patrick Mahomes and able to do so much with a guy like Travis Kelsey on the offense as well. For some of these guys, you look at Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, and you look at Nick Chubb, they're doing so much for their offense where they're getting a ton of carries. They're catching the ball out of the backfield. I look at this, the Giants. What Saquon does for their offense, pay him the money and keep him there long term. Denied. I'll deny it, Jay. I hear you, really? and I feel you, and I wish I could agree with you. Yeah. They already did pay him. They, they they offered him the tag money, which is a lot of money, which is mo- more than most running backs get at this point. Morris is just like, nah, we're, we're going to go get a, a Pacheco. We're going to get some backup. We're going to do the great, solid guy who's been around the Raheem Mostert thing, who's mm-hmm. a really good runner that doesn't have a massive contract. No, I can't do it. And, and look at look at Ezekiel Elliott. Just a sensation. Brilliant. Signs a massive deal that was, I think, completely irresponsible by the Cowboys and hasn't been the same player since. It's nothing personal against Saquon. Probably my favorite running back in the league. They already offered him a bunch of money to stay one more year. If Just look at any running back. Guys, they break down, they get injured. It, it's, it's the same story we always say. If Unless you're a massive anomaly or a huge like generational outlier, 
Derrick Henry's done some pretty incredible work after he got extended, mm-hmm. but most of them do not. I, I, the the Bijan Robinson thing keeps coming up. Yep. Do you draft this guy? Should the Eagles draft this guy with the first round pick? Sure. Just don't extend him unless he is like Walter Payton or something like that. So Saquon wants a huge amount of money, and I don't blame him for it. Maybe some other team will get it, but I wouldn't do it if I was the Giants. Yeah, I'm cashing this check. You are. I'm cashing you this check. You guys just all want to pay running backs for yes. years to come. Yes. All right. Okay. Here, here's, here's why, okay. Look, I know we all are on the NFL hates running back brigade at this point. Nobody wants to pay the running back. It's a worthless position, right? That's what the NFL says. It's a replaceable position. You can get a Pacheco. You can do this. But the top of the running back positions, when we talk about the five guys that you showed on that graphic, those are the guys who change games for a team. You just paid Daniel Jones four years, $160 million, right? You're telling me that Daniel Jones is... Four times more important to the Giants than Saquon Barkley, who's scheduled to make $10 million on this tag? It's crazy. If you look at the Giants' cash, if they're set to play uh, to pay players, Saquon Barkley ranks seventh. You're telling me he's the seventh most important player on that team? No, no it does not add up. 352 touches last year is what Saquon Barkley had on this team, and he was the main reason they were a playoff team last year. And so you've got to pay the guys that mean the most to you. I know it's not the, the financially physical uh, fiscal thing to do in this era, but to me, there's a difference between a Saquon Barkley and an average running back, and that drop-off is much worth paying a guy like him. What does the ego look like on a player who understands his value and his worth to a team? If you're saying, all right, there are seven guys who are paid above Saquon Barkley on the Giants. If I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm like, no, this offense quite literally runs through me. Absolutely. What's the ego like? It's to tough. say, hey, like, no, you need to pay me yeah. because I do have value or else I can go to another team and add value. And then you lose me. Yeah, you want to take a flyer on a seventh round pick like sure. Isaiah Pacheco. Like, you know, maybe that works out, probably doesn't. W- what is your ego? It's tough. And that's where the business side of it comes in, because you can walk around the building and be mad as hell all year. But at the end of the day, they franchise you. You can't go anywhere. So you can wait till the next year. And I think for the Giants, they're looking at it like, yeah, we franchise them. We're not going to pay them. Hey, look across the market. The money he's looking for, nobody's going to pay it. So Mm -hmm. we're right in this situation. You're going to have to come out and play. And it is what it is. So you swallow that ego. You go out there and you try to ball and enjoy the time with your teammates. And Micah Parsons' words have value to me. Defensive players, as you know, Jason, mm-hmm. know who are the guys every week you game plan for. You put them in a certain jersey. Your scout team's no wearing that 26. It. If he's that guy and defenders know that, that to me has value. I think Mike is playing chess. I think he wants to weaken the Giants by giving him a long-term contract <laughs> to run it back. It's a division <laughs> rival. I see you working, Mike. It's smart. smart. <laughs> <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Gentlemen, should we do it? Is it time for the lead block? Sure. Lead lead block. All right. Charles Davis, since we're talking about drafts so much, uh, his mock draft 2.0 has dropped with four different quarterbacks taken in the first 11 picks. You want to hear it? This is how it shakes out. He's got Bryce Young to the Panthers at number one. CJ Stroud going next to the Texans at two. Will Levis going to the Colts at four. And last but certainly not least, 
Anthony Richardson to Tennessee with the 11th overall pick. Now, yesterday, Anthony Richardson was on NFL Network, and he was asked point blank if he would be okay taking his time behind a veteran quarterback. Okay. You know, me as a competitor, you know, I always want to go in and play day one. You know, uh, that's just something I've always been doing since a youngin. you know, just going in and playing, you know, day one. But as I got older, I feel I learned that, you know, football is all about experience and, and knowledge. And uh, going to sit behind a veteran, you know, that'll be a blessing. There's some truth in some of the things people are saying, but, hey, I, I recognize it myself. You know, I, they're not the only ones that see it. You know, I don't want to be a guy with a 53 completion percentage or a guy with you know, barely any touchdowns. You know, I want to be the best. So uh, growing and getting information and just getting better, you know, that's something I plan on doing. And. You know, when the time does come, you know, I get get to a team. I get to get on the field and keep getting more experience. God, Anthony, he's so cool. He's, like, so humble, so salt of the earth. He knows that he's insanely gifted. He knows he has talent, but he also knows he needs development, and he has no ego in saying that. Now, Cam, I'm looking at you because I know that you got to spend some time with him uh, recently. We want to know, what did you learn uh, about this guy coming out of Florida? Yeah, I spent a few days with him in Jacksonville last month. We'll have a feature coming out on NFL.com on that plug. Um, But really, the big thing for for me was the humility that he showed, but also the willingness to know what I can work on. Mm. I was with him every day, and he's getting there at 8, 9 a.m., working on his mechanics, working on those short passes. You know the knock against him. He can't throw with touch, or he can't throw the short passes. Well, they've been working on having him throw with more of his core instead of his arm, giving him permission to throw with velocity, him and his team down there. And so I think one thing that I've learned about him throughout the process is there's a narrative that maybe he because he had 393 throws, he had 13 starts, he, he's not ready. His knowledge of football is is excellent. He graded two, there's this S2 test that everybody's raving about. Yep. He graded well on that. I've talked to teams who said he did really well in the meeting room. And so this is a guy where you you get an athletic guy who's the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen tested at an NFL combine. You've got that size. You've got that ability. And you can get more out of him. A team's just got to take a chance on him. And, you know, cool stories that came out of it. I learned that he first thing he loved was a Nerf football. Two years old, he had his grandma's window. His, his grandma blamed his mom for it because he said there's no way that a kid can throw the ball that hard. He was throwing the ball he broke rockets. The Not broke it, oh, but he made God. a huge clap. Oh, no and kidding. his uncle Tonka taught him how to throw from that point forward. But he always had that rocket. He's always been a backflip loving dude. He goes through like multiple bags of candy throughout a workout. He's a big kid, but also a very mature dude who's raised his brother throughout the time there. And like one cool story I learned from one mm-hmm. of his teammates at Florida. Didn't go great in Florida this year. They went 6-7, and seven, mm-hmm. 54% completion rate. He said after a loss this year, they had a team meeting. The coach essentially challenged them all and said, hey, who's going to accept the challenge? Everybody kind of half-heartedly said, yeah, I'll accept the challenge, right? Anthony Richardson gets up about five seconds later, tears coming down his face. Mm-hmm. So why would you lie to your team? If you don't want to do this, let me know now. I'll quit this and become a firefighter. Mm-hmm. He grew up wanting to be a firefighter EMT. He said that everybody got chills. Team really respected him. He rallied the team and kind of showed why he's a 20-year-old kid, but he mm. can lead a team if they're willing to bet and develop on him. Mm. I'm glad you told that story because his measurables are so titillating in draft yeah. season. They're so incredible that you think, well, this is just this big muscular fast guy, but there's oh. this whole personality side, this mm. whole leadership side. And I know, Kimmy, you've seen it too because yeah. you've talked to him. Here's the thing. Someone, some team is going to not be able to resist. They're just going to be too tempted. There's too much sugar. It's too sweet. It's too, it's too tempting that we might get a home run in this guy. So someone's going to draft them pretty early, I mean. 
The question is, is someone going to be able to resist drafting him to like get in there week one or even month one? Ideally, if you want to root for this guy's success and of the, of the team that, that drafts him, you want your classic sit-behind-a-veteran model, all right? And that, that sounds great to say, sit there for a year or even a half a year or do the Mahomes thing. That's all great. But who is that? So who are those teams? So can, let me show you something. These are the teams that could draft Anthony Richardson that have a guy there who he could sit behind. Because you can't just say they should do that. Tell me the teams that should do that. All right. Seahawks at five. Geno's right there. Go to the Pacific Northwest, play for B. Carroll. Raiders at seven. We know the deal with Jimmy. It's great and everything, but this would also be a major splash for Las Vegas and the Super Bowls there. Mm. Titans, sure. They're just sitting right there. The Malik thing last year would be unfortunate to move on from, but mm-hmm. do it. Lions, absolutely. We've debated this all week. Should they just stick with golf? Yeah. Maybe not. Vikings? Question mm. mark? Ooh. Massive mm. change that now he'd have to get to 23. They'd have to move up. But if they have the idea, oh, Kirk, we love you. But yeah. look at this guy. Yeah. yeah, Saints. That's my favorite one. Saints? Yeah. yeah. Long-term marriage with Derek Carr? Are we going to bank on that? Are we sure that he's going to show up and just absolutely kill it? Because we were having that same conversation about Matt Ryan moving to the Colts last year. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking for a quarterback mm-hmm. still. These are the teams, veteran in place. Anthony Richardson, we're going to draft you. We love you. Just sit for a while. Learn from one of these guys. These, this is your crew. So I see six teams that I think are good landing spots for Richardson in chronological order. And I think it starts at five. I love that. I love that list, and I love what Richardson said, the self-awareness to say, like, I know there's things I need to work on in my game, yep. and I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to hide him or play off that, hey, I'm ready to step in day one and go out there and be the starter and lead a team to a Super Bowl if possible. And I look at that situation and those six teams you put, and I think it is an ideal spot for him, and it would work out great if he can go there, sit behind somebody, learn, and then finally get his opportunity. But it just doesn't always work out like that. Uh-huh. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan until you're punched in the mouth. And you look at some quarterbacks who end up getting drafted high, and you say, hey, he can sit behind so-and-so, and when he's ready, he'll get his opportunity to go. And then you walk into a city, and things don't go right. You look at those teams, and next thing you know, he ends up on one of those teams. He ends up on the Titans at number 11. And Tannehill goes out there, and he struggles out the gate. And the team now is looking at a record where maybe they're one and five. Get them in. And Richardson played in the preseason, and you saw those glimpses. We saw it with Malik Willis last year. Yep. He got in in the preseason. Everybody was like, Malik Willis, get him in the game. And Vrabel and them kept him out. Obviously, an injury forced him into playing. But you go extremely high. And last year, Malik Willis goes in the third round. If Anthony Richardson, somebody moves up, Seattle maybe gets him at five. Somebody moves up to four or three to try to draft him to their organization with the hopes of he can be our franchise guy at some point. Mm -hmm. And things start out rough. And there's a coach that possibly is on a hot seat. And the fans are clamoring. They're in the stands and they're cheering. They want Richardson. And now he's inserted. I think when you draft him this high, yes, you want to develop him. You want to see, hey, in the future. But you have some inclination that, hey, if he's inserted, we maybe think that we can get something out of him. The worst, though, Jake, what if he goes to number two to Houston? And then it's like, go get it, buddy. It's yours. Like, which is a better recipe? Definitely. The the best recipe is if a guy can sit. I think we've seen that. We saw it with Mahomes. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers a few years ago. I think Ryan Leaf comes on our show all the time. He talks about the psyche of a quarterback, the pressure of being drafted extremely high. And you get in there, and it doesn't go well. And now you're being forced to face a different level of adversity that you've possibly never had to go through. And you sometimes can destroy a guy's career before it even gets started. Mm -hmm. We look at everything that Zach Wilson. Wilson's gone through with the Jets. Second overall pick. It hasn't been great. And now you're talking about bringing Aaron Rodgers. Where does he go from there? So that, to me, is the 
delicate situation of, yeah, you have this great plan. Things don't go well. What do you do from there? Do you just stick with it? I think with Green Bay, they have Brett Favre. With, uh, we look at with, uh, whatchamacallit, with um, the Chiefs. They had Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. He was playing well. If that guy in front is not playing well, what do you do? Mm. Yeah, ideal situation. You always love to rest. rest. Yeah. But I'm with you. The fans start calling for a guy at some point. My big thing for, for Anthony Richardson is I love to see him be on a team where his offensive staff can really develop him. And, I, you know, you look at the teams that have an offensive-minded head coach, a guy that can develop and spend time with them and not feel like you put him in a box. Because mm. a lot of times you see these young quarterbacks and you say, hey, just become a pocket passer. Don't use your legs at all. That's not the best way to use Anthony Richardson. Let him be him. And so if you look at the Colts, they've got a, a Shane Steichen there. He's been there with Jalen Hurts before. That makes a lot of sense there. You know, the Panthers probably go elsewhere. But that staff, great staff for mm-hmm. developing a quarterback. Even if you went to the Raiders, even if you go down to the Vikings, if they made a move up. To me, those are the most intriguing teams mm. because you have a guy who has unlimited limited talent. He's kind of like a ball of clay and you need somebody that's going to be able to mold it the right way or maybe he won't make it. There's been a lot of stories of guys who did not make it because of their situation and so more than any other prospect in this draft, I think Anthony Richardson needs the right situation for him to be Mm -hmm. the quarterback that he believes he can Mm. be. But talk about the humility, like coming yeah. in and being asked point blank, hey, yeah. you know, how do you feel about sitting behind a veteran quarterback? When we yeah. talk about some of these other guys, Will Levis, C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud, Bryce Young, there's an assumption that they're automatically going to go out there. And that's a lot of pressure, right? But yeah. these guys are like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to join the league. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. But Anthony Richardson, he's like, listen. I, I don't have a ton of experience. I know I'm incredibly talented. I know I don't have a ton of experience. I have no problem. I have no ego in this understanding. I need to learn and adjust to the rhythm of the league. Mm-hmm. And there's something so incredible it about is. that. To yep. be able to say, hey, you're, you're in this moment. You're, you're living out your dream. You're going to be drafted here in less than two yep. weeks. right? You're going to hear your name called mm. and saying, you know what? I'm a grown man and I have no ego and understanding. I need help. And I need development. And when the time is right, I'm going to be that guy. I love that. It's great. There's so much to like. It's very dangerous, though. It's very dangerous falling in love with his 40 and his broad jump. And then it's also dangerous falling in love with his charisma. Because he's got a great personality. He's got... How's the football? Like, can we we make sure that that's the priority? Because... It's great that he comes out and says he needs help. There are some guys who don't need help in this draft that's probably even better. So as much as I like him, and yeah. I'm as tempted to get him as the next guy, just make sure the football is as good as the personality and you know the, the vertical jump. It's, he's an amazing prospect as a conversation. I don't know if he's going to be an amazing player yeah. yet. Yeah. I Nobody guess. knows, but you got to be willing to take that chance, right? Scare money yeah. doesn't make money. Somebody's going to take that terrifying thing chance. in sports, the NFL draft. Right? Yes. Yeah. But also, <laughs> shout out to Cam Wolf, NFL.com, yeah. the, uh, the feature you did with Anthony Richardson coming out soon, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, right. week of awesome. the draft. Okay. Thank we'll you. dig in. Nice job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.